0: There is nothing worse than untapped potential. If you know that you're made for more, this is the place. I know that every successful person I've ever met has one thing in common. They do not let themselves fall victim to their circumstances. They figure out a way to rise above it. So join me on this journey where I help you to be better, do better, and have better in life and in business. If you're feeling stuck and you're needing some practical tools, some hope to get you to that better life, this is definitely a place for you. Hey, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Unstuck Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle. We meet you guys today. We get a chance to talk to Christine Marie Quiglis. She is a powerhouse of a woman who is going to help all of us empowered um, our own intimate, intimate and and inner femininity and i just think that there's so much that you have to offer to help all of us women just really step into step into who we've been called to be and to try to work through and work around and work past all the things that hold us back as being women and so girl thank you so much for being on the show thank you thank you for having me and thank you for
1: this show unstuck i mean
0: <laughs> right? So many of us do. We feel helpless and hopeless and stuck at so yes. many times of our lives. And you know, I think that um it can come from all kinds of things. It can come from our circumstances, it can come from the people around us, and it can come from our body.
1: Yes. Right? Yeah.
0: That's kind of one of your forte. So why don't you tell us like who you are, Christine Marie, and how you just show up in the world? What's your mission these days? Uh okay. Um, well.
1: I am a menstruation expert and I feel uncomfortable saying that because I think people want to say, okay, let's talk about hormones and biology and all of the parts and the phases let's speak in biological terms. Yeah. And I am a menstruation expert in that. I'm all about balancing the womb. And I have found as a holistic coach and as somebody who works who's worked with holistic solutions since i was 12 yeah i have found that the way that we heal the womb is and its imbalance is actually through an holistic intervention because it is responding to an holistic problem mm. so my mission is very much about healing what we see as this Maybe medical problem, this biological thing that's happening in the body, mm-hmm. healing it through the nourishment of our holistic being. And when we do that, we activate this menstrual magic that is a blueprint for our lives and something you said specifically for our unique way of being in the world.
0: Yes. Yes, a hundred percent. Okay, so tell us a little bit about your own story, your own journey. How did you get to this place where you're like, okay, Lachelle, I need to show up on your podcast and I need to get this message out to the world. What led to today? Uh um
1: I as we said before, my voice might waver. There may be a little bit of tears, only because I don't know why, but this what might what happened is coming up. Really strongly. Um, So I have been, I'm the middle of five. I am um, from a family of love and a family of achievement and a family of professionals. And there's a way to do things. Mm -hmm. And then you bring this hypersensitive child (laughs) into this world who's just absorbing, absorbing, absorbing. And I think that that set me up for a pretty rough menstruation when I turned 15 because I believe, and it's been proven to me in, in experiencing my fierce gentleness solution, experiencing my process of, of solving this menstrual imbalance, that our menstruation is meant to shed what no longer serves us. Mm-hmm. And when you absorb until you're 15, not even what's happening, but your understanding of what's happening, which may be misunderstood, then you are in for it. I was, I had a really rough period. And I, I from, from the get go, my family did not know what to do with me. We had four women in our family, my mother, my older sister, no problems. Why is Christine Marie in the bed? Why is she crying? Why is she crying that she has to go to school and has to get to ballet? And why is she hunched over? Mm-hmm. You know, like she's shivering. Are you cold? Yes, I am. Do you have a mic? What's wrong with you? Why are you taking so much ibuprofen? All of this stuff. And and I was and what it was was that I had an imbalance and I was almost immediately put on birth control. Mm-hmm. Um I was diagnosed with, of course, dysmenorrhea first and then endometriosis, but they were slow about it because endometriosis for a young person is not common, Mm -hmm. but I had it. And they were medicine still says there is no cure for this. So what happens is that you're put on birth control so that it mutes the screaming. It mutes the pain and then the PMS gets all wacky. Mm -hmm. And so now I'm going into mood swings and having all of that And so then now I'm playing whack-a-mole with birth control and they're switching me around and they're finding ways to control it, to Mm -hmm. control now what are two parts of my holistic being, the body and the emotional being. And what happens is that when we control it, it doesn't mean that the degeneration and sickness has stopped. So it didn't. And so my experience is that um, at the same time that I'm, cramping and experiencing these mood swings and I'm being told to just control control and I'm showing up in life tears streaming down my face yeah but showing up because I can't be a burden I can't be a burden in my world I've got to compete in my world I was a pre-professional ballerina I was an academically strong student and I had to get those scholarships and I had to win Mm-hmm. And so I didn't I never stopped showing up and what happens is that and I think this hypersensitivity I just did an IG live about hypersensitivity so it's like on my mind. Yeah. This absorbing this yeah. awareness mm-hmm. is also happening and I have nowhere to put it. And so I think it manifested in this cyst that grew first in my ovary then grew around the ovary and as it was happening I was in pain, but I wasn't in pain that was any less painful than what I was already experiencing from having my period. So at almost 18, 17 and a half, Mm -hmm. they, I'm rushed to the hospital and they take out, the doctor took a picture of it and here's my stomach. And then here's this giant cyst that was just it's including my ovary, so my ovary's in there somewhere. But there's just this mass of teeth and hair and skin and fat and and my ovary, all in this thing, in my body. And this thing, this mass, and it wasn't the end for me. It just meant, like, just let's try it from birth control. I stayed on birth control until the age of twenty five,
2: mm-hmm.
1: even though. All it was doing was mildly muting the noise. I never stopped having painful periods and I just kept following direction. I have a naturopath. I still work with her. She's brilliant. And I met her after doing IVF because I had to do IVF for my eggs. And that was the first clue, actually, um, that the the situation is happening not medically but holistically because I did the medical way for my first round of IVF. and. We got two eggs and one survived. And then I had somebody intervene on me and say, change your life holistically. Take out toxic people, toxic energies, eat good food, you know, take care of yourself, gain weight because I was underweight. She was like, that's not good. Your body's not going to accommodate eggs. It's too thin. You know, you're over 30. It's too thin. And so I gained weight and I stopped working out and I just changed my life. And the next round, seven eggs showed up. Wow. You know, and so I, I did the IVF. And then after that, I met this naturopath and we had four months of pain-free periods with the supplements and everything. And, we, and it took us six months for my body to get to the place where I had four months, but then the pain came back. And so then it was like, okay, well, there's no solution for me. Learned helplessness. They told me there was no solution. How dare I think otherwise? And that lasted for a long time until I as this breakthrough holistic I'm always fixing things holistically, like I said since I was twelve, and so i I tried it. It was covid I was doing test prep, and I didn't have a lot of clients, and so I could kind of like play with the clients I had and I had these girls, and they were suffering, and I saw it, yeah, and I said, "Can we try something different right and we tried my system, which like it you know, take take over two decades every cycle researching how to get rid of painful periods. Take that and imagine what happens when you say, I want to get rid of it. All of the information just lands. And we tested this system that's now my fierce gentleness system. And it worked. And then it worked. And then I tried it. Cause I was like, well, they're young. No, I tried it and it worked. And it's supposed to escalate. The pain's supposed to get worse. And I was at the point where I was overdosing on NSAIDs, on ibuprofen, naproxen, that kind of thing. Always walking around with a heating pad, could not sleep, uh, utterly nauseous or sick or physically ill. Um, The PMS was to the point where I had to close myself off from others. And, you know, PPMD, PMDD, excuse me, becomes a possibility. And that's the diagnosed version of PMS. And that, the cure that they offer there are SSRIs, which are psychiatric meds. So once again, we're just controlling, we're not solving. Right. And so it came, it worked. And now I am out. I am out. (laughs) I love this. I just thought of this. I'm out for blood. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh, I love it right here on the show. Live, live capture. Yep. There you are. Whoa, we're co-creating. I like, love it.
2: I love it. Both those. Oh my gosh.
0: <laughs> that so powerful. And I want to just go back to, you had said learned helplessness because you and I had talked about that previously too. And tell us a little bit more about your thoughts on that. Because I think that people that are feeling stuck, even people that can't relate to you know, the, the medical things that you were going through can relate to the learned helplessness. Yes.
1: Um, yes, it is. Uh, I dabbled in positive psychology. I think it's a lovely thing. And, um, Martin Seligman, who's one of the co-parents of positive psychology, uh, he did experiments in the sixties where dogs were put in an uncomfortable condition and, there was a button and they found they found the button and they pushed the button and the, the problem stopped and so and then they took other dogs and put them in the same condition no button and then they took both sets of dogs and put them in a, another condition different but still uncomfortable noise or i can't remember the exact stimuli, stimuli. Yeah. yeah and the dog who had the button never stopped looking for the button, never stopped looking for the end to this suffering. Yeah. And the dog that did not have the button coped. Mm-hmm. And this lear- that's learned helplessness. And the reason it's learned is because the, it is natural for us mm-hmm. to save ourselves. It's natural to try to find a solution. Right. You have to learn that there's no solution. You have to be taught that there's no solution. And in terms of being unstuck, any doctor's diagnosis, and this is where we get, it gets really dicey because the doctors said to me, doctors who love me, the person who operated on me, he was my godfather's roommate from medical school. He loved me. Of course, you know, I'm like a daughter to him. He operated on me. He tells me we have a discussion about which birth control I'm going to switch to. Right. You know, it is not. And so it's not because they hate us, OBGYNs. They don't have a solution medically. Right. It doesn't stop the research. And maybe the research is happening. But I do, this this is maybe my spin on it. But I do think. You know, if, if this was a white male problem, they, there is no learned helplessness there. They're going to find that effing solution. And we, as feminine energy biased beings, because a lot of menstruators are, mm-hmm. we are in so many ways taught to cope. And that in fact, we are rewarded. Mm-hmm. For coping in our pain and coping through our pain. Right. And so, and the way I, I say this term feminine energy bias being, and what I mean is that it's about what empowers you. Mm-hmm. Um, a feminine energy bias being is empowered. Our action is, be, is to be. A masculine energy bias being, their action is to do. So in the doing, they rev up. Right, And for us in the being, it looks like we're doing nothing, but in fact, we're doing so much Right, in just holding space in that presence. And so that is, those are just examples. We've got elements, we've got power words. You know, I could do that all day and, and go into that. But I just want to clarify because it's really about what you plug into and whether or not you feel better when you do that thing. And that's how you know which energy you are. But we are devalued for the fact that we're just sitting there.
0: Yeah. No. I, yeah. It's a hustle culture for sure, and I think that we we could yeah talk about this all day long, and and get off on that tangent too. Um, that we feel like we're not going to ever get to, you know to the success that we want or whatever if we're not hustling for the sake of hustling, and that's the masculine energy. But I'm definitely becoming. More aware and in tune to my creative energy, because it is in aligned energy that we get an actually chance to get quantum leaps of success and further along when we tap into that creative part of ourselves and so I could we we can definitely like go all over this whole like amazingness of topics that we can do, but I want to get back to your your solution because i love the fact that so you used to tutor um young kids and you tutored them through like the ACTs and the SATs and all that stuff and that's how you discovered like hey i see these girls suffering like maybe i can take all of my pain from the last 20 years and use what's worked for me and the research that i have to start helping these women tell me a little bit about that cuz i know that you said that when you started to work through your program with them like it impacted so much
2: yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, so
1: it was a perfect storm Yeah. because I had, I started doing, I say, breakthrough work when I was 12, because it was never, I, I was told that I wasn't smart. Learned helplessness. I was told that I wasn't smart by my school. And then my mom was like, I love the phrase, hold my beer. A therapist used it a long time ago. And I just hold my beer, you know, and then I'm going to go do the thing. So my mom was like, hold my beer. Let's go to the psychiatrist. Let's get you tested for your IQ. And let's, let's see how dumb you are. And I had a high IQ. So it qualified me for this academically competitive program. But I also knew I was stupid. And I thought that they were just kidding me. And so I needed to figure it out another way. And that's how my holistic work started. I was always using people and their environments to solve them. And so if it's academic, it's not intelligence and knowledge, because that to me, I knew wasn't available. It's you. Let's find out how you can marry this topic and make it alive for yourself. Because I also got very bored. I couldn't have clients for more than six months. At most two years, and even then, it would have to be like once a month, not yeah. every day or something. Yeah. And so, what happened is, I had the breakthrough, and I was empowered with my ability to break through. And then I had all of the yoga and the healing because I was always searching out alternative right. ways to right. heal my body. Yeah. And so it, and so I'm looking at these girls, and I'm realizing it's so not about the pain, that that really is just a symptom. And so what I played with is, and my my program is based on these, the three legs of the stool of fierce gentleness are awareness, boundaries, and then faith. And together, what that makes is fierce gentleness, but to be able to hold that, to be able to hold the awareness that when that person speaks to me, I feel disempowered. And then to set the boundary, I'm not going to allow that person to speak to me that way again. And then to have the faith, hey, when you speak to me like that, it doesn't feel good. So I'm letting you know, and let's find another way to speak. And having faith that they're going to go, okay. Mm -hmm. Most of the time they will, if they don't can you have faith in yourself that you have a right to your feelings and that there is going to be another way? Yeah. And that that's why it's a system because it sounds very simple when it's like one topical issue. Right. But these people who are suffering from menstrual imbalance, especially acute menstrual imbalance, fibroids, uh, endometriosis, PCOS, they have been railroaded, self-sacrificing, full of resentment, just in so many deep ways. They, me, I, just decided for whatever reason that I am not worthy of the life that I came to live here. Like I always tell people, human bill of rights, we're all created equal. No, 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 not my children and my husband first and then me. Like I've, I've had that argument come up this is just how it is. And I go, okay. And then we do the work.
2: And then
1: as we're doing the work, their healing, their menstruation, they're, it, it, they're not burdened. It's not burdened. And if the womb's not burdened, it's yeah. not screaming. Mm-hmm. And so that's the process is it's just this, it all, at first it's just awareness boundaries faith la 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 and then it's awareness tearing it down boundaries faith and that deep work Mm -hmm. and yeah and, and that decluttering and that offloading so that our four menstrual phases we can thrive in each
0: one wow and i can see like your passion if you guys are just listening to this instead of watching it on youtube like her, her face lit up. And when she talked about the second time around, it's like the state of being, it's different Mm -hmm. than thought, right? It's a, it's a state of being, it's who we are. And you literally help people transform who they are. And I, and one of the things that I love is just the, the realization, right guys, like we can feel stuck in something like like you can feel stuck in your your period and the pain and the emotional rollercoaster that you're on, let's just say. It. And use it instead of as the reason to stay stuck, you use it as a catalyst to say, all right, I'm going to use this as the excuse that I need to work on me on a whole. Mm-hmm. And so instead of it being the reason that you're stuck, it actually becomes the reason that you choose to get unstuck. And you mm-hmm. use it as the guiding light that says, okay, I'm going to try to solve this problem. But in doing that, all of a sudden, all these other things that I've been dealing with my whole life that I might have not even been aware of start to be healed. Am I right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's nothing I can add. I mean, it's it It sounds so... Uh, when I reach out to uh, to like conferences and things i say it yeah. sounds woo woo yeah. but this is so this this solution mm-hmm. is keeping me from the hysterectomy that's the fact mm-hmm. and my life screamed my womb screamed loud enough and it didn't give up on me that it would be heard and everybody who's suffering your womb is not giving up on you and thank it because you came to this planet to do something that only you can do. And you need to be empowered to do it because you will do something different. Nobody came onto this planet not to disrupt. Right. And so we can find comfort in our worlds or we can live our way into nurturing worlds that we comfort others and it comforts us as well. It doesn't have to be service only. And so, and what you talked about, it actually made me think of, I just read uh, Gay Hendrick's Big, The Big Leap. Oh, yeah. Yes. That's a good book. Yes. And he talks about upper limit behaviors. And one of the things he lists is sickness. Mm. And um, when we have something that could be an open door, we'll suddenly get sick Mm. in reaction to it. or preceding it and keeping us from the, the next thing. And I see, if we look at it in that light, I see this menstrual imbalance as a way. We have this superpower called our menstrual magic, but if we hold it back, we're, we don't have to do it. We don't have to stand out in the world. We don't have to live our mission. We can hide. It hurts to hide but for some of us, we never get to experience. We never get to realize that full truth with in this way that we are biologically set up to hear it.
0: Yeah. That's so powerful. I have some people in my life that like, they mean the world to me and I see them suffering with with things that we've been talking about. And for both of them, it's led to infertility, which is heartbreaking because I want to see their womb healed and their heart healed because there's such a, there's such a connection there. So what do you tell the people who are feeling just they're feeling helpless and hopeless out there and, and just to, to help them see that you see them.
1: Um, well, two things came up. The first thing I want to say is that when we heal our wombs, um, this this affects fertility absolutely. When we let it degenerate, it affects it adversely. And when we when we take care of it and get it back into balance, it affects it positively. Fertility itself. So I just want to like call that out. And then I would say. Um, for those people feeling helpless and hopeless around this, and and want to engage, even if they're not ready for a VIP day with me or to do my activation and others, like I would love to be able to train others to teach what I'm teaching because it's really got to get out there. Yeah. Um, then I would say start listening to yourself. The foundations are awareness, boundary, faith. And we don't do this alone. Start listening to yourself. Start noticing the slights and the resentments that are not okay for you, especially in what we call PMS. It's really queen phase. Your queen is like, yes, queen, she's fabulous and don't get in her way. And that's the problem is we suddenly come out in our bigness yeah, and nobody's ready for it because we've spent so much time working really hard to... Cultivate a life of smallness.
2: Right. And so
1: we explode instead. But pay attention to what the trigger is because that little trigger, they're like, oh, I just got triggered. It was nothing. No, no, no. It's absolutely something. We are living all of our problems and all of our solutions in every moment. So we can do therapy and learn our history and learn why, but the why is not going to decide how we become actors or reactors. But if we notice the what, I'm triggered that the coffee guy always mispronounces my name. It's not about the coffee guy, Mm -hmm. it's about you being seen. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And this is why you have, you could have, you first start with awareness Mm -hmm. and then you ask for help. And it might be with friends, but you ask that friend who you just like don't want to ask because you know she's gonna be. Brutally honest.
2: Yeah.
1: (laughs) She loves you. You don't ask the yeses. Mm -hmm. The yeses are probably in pain as well. Mm -hmm. Ask her. Yeah. And or ask him. But ask the person who's going to, and there's the fierce gentleness, who's going to be fiercely gentle with you, which is putting your betterment above your liabilities that you think are you they're not That's yeah
0: so powerful what what other things as we wrap up our conversation Christine Marie is there anything that you haven't had a chance to say to our audience that you just really are feeling led to talk about
1: um well of course I have my VIP days and it's 6 hours dedicated to reorienting your life around your menstruation for those of us who are like highly, like my sister, highly independent and like, give me the, give me the recipe. I'm going to follow it. Then that's for you. And then for, I have my activation, which the doors are closing on the 30th for this. It's high touch. It's live activation, three months, one month of immersion where you're taking in all the stuff. And then two months practicum with laser coaching going on throughout one-to-ones and group coaching happening throughout. It's very intense, but we're changing your life and we're getting rid of your menstrual pain. So that's, um, and what am I moved to say? Yeah, I, I asked the question and what came to mind is that quote by Joseph Campbell where he's quoting a Native American who had gone on their walkabout. And it says, when you see a chasm that looks very wide, leap. The other side is closer than you think. Mm -hmm. And so it is that. And that leap for most of us who might be suffering from menstrual imbalance is a leap within. Mm -hmm. And we might think that we're going to die if we speak up. And we might think we're going to die if we use, if we use money to buy ourselves something really delightful, but just start really believing in that voice. That might be the leap is listening to this and asking, how can I serve you? Because it will serve you back. Absolutely.
0: Well, that is actually exactly what I was going to finish this conversation up with is asking you for a question that you would like for people to think about that's going to move them from where they are to where they want to be. Ooh. And you kind of just did, but is there anything else you want to add? What question did you hear? The last one, it was, oh my gosh, now I can't even think about it. Um, I can't even think what you said, but it was a question that was like, how can I best serve you? Yes, like how can I best serve you as in how can I best serve myself? That's that's yeah. what I heard. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: so I guess I would say ask that question but ask it
1: from a place that has no agenda. No outcome in mind, just purely letting the question be
0: it and accept the answer no matter how abstract it seems. I love that. You are so passionate about helping people. I am so grateful that our paths have crossed and that I'm getting to know you better because you are just the most beautiful being. And I know that your heart is to serve people in the biggest way. And I just want to thank you so much for popping into the Unsex podcast today. I'm such a blessing to have you in my life. Oh, thank you. I'm so glad we're
1: connected too. It's been really fun watching you on Instagram and just getting a feel for what you're you're up to because I like it Ah. and we need it.
0: Thank you, sister. Okay, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in. If you haven't already, make sure you take a screenshot, put us in your stories, let people know about Christine Marie and all the things that she's doing. If there's somebody that you think, oh my gosh, she totally needs to hear this podcast. Make sure that you share this out because we want to make sure that we can get the word out as much as we can, because there are people out there guys who are feeling helpless and hopeless. And we want to make sure that we are doing everything we can to help bring as many people to their best life as possible. Thank you so much for listening everybody. And we we'll see you next week. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Untuck podcast. I'm so grateful to be on this journey with you. And don't forget to check out the show notes. If you want to get into my private club, the better club to be able to learn better ways to be better, do better and have better. So until next time, keep showing up. Let's get Unseck together. Have a great day.